Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach, blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. Grab your copy of The Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Hey, this is Ace Frehley, and you're watching Talking Metal. Rock and roll. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lift off. It's time to rock. Broadcasting worldwide from John Astronomy Silver Spacecraft. You are listening to the Talking Metal Podcast. So sit back. Grab a drink, turn up the earbuds, and hit that oxygen axle road style. Because this ship has just hit hyperspace. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome the greatest podcasters this side of Mars, Mark Striegel and John Astronomy. Hey, 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 podcasting from the Silver Spacecraft here in Jersey City, New Jersey. It's been a while since I've been over to John's place. John, thanks for having me over. A big talking metal toast to you. Thanks, Mark. You I am bet. psyched to be back in action at the Silver Spacecraft Studio, Jersey City, New Jersey. Yes. And we are here for another very special podcast. This is the Countdown to Anomaly, Part 2. Yes. What are you drinking there? We have very special glasses, by the way. They are uh, cards, including, of course, the Ace of, uh, what is that, the club? Clubs, Ace, Ace of, of clubs. clubs, yeah, I got yeah. the same glass, and uh, we are drinking ginger ale, and I have to say that I got turned on to ginger ale, because when I went out to dinner with Ace a couple weeks ago, that's what he was drinking, so cool. I had one too, and I think it's very good. Yes, perfect drink for a Sunday afternoon here in Jersey City, where all sorts of uh, action is taking place right down the street here. A plane collided with a helicopter, and sadly they are still, I'm, I'm talking just literally what like a quarter mile from where we are here they're still out in the water looking for bodies so uh kind of a sad day yesterday definitely i was outside checking out all of the action and it's really a, a strange thing because sadly they have not yet recovered everyone who was unfortunately a victim in this incident yeah So on a lighter note, we are very proud to bring you part two of the exclusive Talking Metal interview with the one and only Ace Fraley. Yes, part one, of course, was on the last episode, 276. Part three, I don't know what that'll be. Maybe two seven eight or seven nine. We'll see. We'll see when we get to it. Right. We'll probably 
follow this episode up with the episode featuring Devin Townsend, and yes. then maybe part three of the countdown to Anomaly will premiere after that one. And when does an Anomaly officially come out? Anomaly comes out on September 15th via Bronx Born Records, which is Ace's own label. He has full media support from a company called Rocket Science, which is run by some really good friends of ours, and got some really great distribution through Sony Red, and uh, I heard he just signed a European deal, so tons of stuff happening with Ace, and I really love the fact that Ace is back out there again, and he's all over the place. Now. Yes, including MTV. Uh, from what I'm told, he will be on the Headbangers Ball in September. Yeah, September 19th looks like it's a tentative date for that. Maybe we'll push it up a little bit. Not sure, but guess what? He will be on MTV2 on the Headbangers Ball, hosted by yours truly, John and Mark of Talking Metal. Yeah, so that'll be a lot of fun. Please tune into that, guys, and please support Ace and his new record. From what I've heard, the little sound samples, this is an amazing record. Without a doubt, I've heard like the entire album. I've been one of the lucky people to hear the record, and I just can't wait till it's actually out there and I have the CD in my hands, and uh, I'm actually going to buy the actual copy yeah, of the CD. well, m- me too, and I encourage all the Talking Metal listeners to do the same. This is an album that you definitely want to have on your shelf, in your collection, and, you know, the MP3s, they sound good, but CDs definitely sound better. They're a higher sample rate. And this is an album you want to experience every piece of clarity that you can, you know, yeah, if that makes no sense. No doubt. No, it yeah. absolutely does make sense. Now, here's the other thing, though. There is a bonus track on the iTunes version. So, so we gotta we're going to still have to buy that, too, yeah. so we can get okay. the bonus track. Right. So. Very good. Anyways, let's get into some new Ace music and follow that up with John and Ace recorded, what, like two weeks ago? Yep, definitely. And in this excerpt, we're going to talk about the album. We break it down track by track, and it's a great interview. We're also going to hear about Anton Fig, who I guess is back on this record. Yeah, absolutely. Anton was in the studio the time, uh, actually both times I went down to the studio when Ace was in the recording process, and uh, you'll hear about Ace's great, long-lasting relationship with Anton. Let's check it out. This is Outer Space, the first single off of Anomaly. You said you wanted my love to be a part of your game. But when I came from above, I looked around, but you turned all plain. But now you're scratching and crawling your way up from the grave. Should have stayed in the dirt, girl It's like I told you It's like I told you I came from outer space That's how I know your name It's like I told you I came from outer space I want to take you away You're doing a great cover of Sweet's Fox on the Run. How did that come about? Actually, uh, the girl that does my makeup, Pam Arresti, she came up with the idea last year. And, uh, you know, I, I, I talked to, you know, my assistant Frank about it and uh, Marty Fredrickson, and we just went with it. You know, it was, me, and, me and Marty Fredrickson actually tracked that in his uh, studio one afternoon in about four and a half hours. It was <laughs> now, is that you playing bass and guitar in it? No, actually, Marty's playing bass and doing the backgrounds, and I think he's doing some 
chord work. I think he's done some synth work on it. I did all the guitar work, the solo, and the lead vocals. Very cool. The track sounds great. There are so many great tracks on the record. One of my favorites is Pain in the Neck. And what was really cool is back in the recording process when you were at Schoolhouse Studios in Manhattan, I delivered a bass down to you guys. Oh, I and that <laughs> yeah. And you let me hear an instrumental track. You sang it to me like off of a sheet of paper. And that was a killer experience, man. I love that tune. What is the inspiration behind Pain in the Neck? You know, my wife actually thought it was about her. <laughs> but, I, you know, I probably wrote that about all the women I've known who have sometimes been a pain in the neck from time to time. <laughs> now, this album, you're doing something that I think is really cool. You're tuning down on certain tracks. For example, is that a detuning? Yeah, like, for instance, Outer Space is a drop D. Uh, Genghis Khan, the, the rhythm track on that. Basically, all I did was tune the first string, the E, to a G. Wow. And that's, that's all I do with that one. Uh, beginning of Genghis Khan has some kind of weird tuning. I still haven't figured out what it is. I just did it one afternoon, and we recorded it, and then uh, I didn't take notes. Uh, I'll, I'll figure it out, though, for live. <laughs> Anton did a fabulous drum track on that. I've always liked Anton's playing because although it's rock and roll, Anton throws up some cool different changes in all this stuff, and that's what I think makes it really happen. Well, you know, Anton's got a, a way of playing where he, he kind of plays a little behind the beat. He has a, a swing to everything he does. Plus, you know, the fills that he does aren't really the normal fills most drummers would use, which is what I love about him because he's always surprising me with the stuff he comes up with. But it's always less than more. You know, rather than overplay, he'll underplay, which I think for rock and roll is the way to go for almost any drummer. Um, you know, and I, as you just said, you know, I, I started working with Anton in 1978 on my first solo album, and I've worked with him ever since on every project I've ever done. Uh, he's just a terrific guy, a good friend, and a fabulous drummer. No doubt about it. And you invited me out on stage to sing backups in Rocket Ride at a Fraley's Comet show. And believe it or not, Anton was on one of those gigs. So it was really cool that I got to be on stage with you and Anton. The great Anton Fig. <laughs> Absolutely. So, Ace, one of the tunes on the record, Sister, is a song that you've had and you've played live before. And I'm so glad that it finally is on a record. Well, you know, I read my fan mail and I listen to what the fans say and Everybody really wanted me to do that song, so I actually got my, my touring drummer, uh, Scotty Coogan, to uh, play drums on that. We recorded that up at my studio in Westchester, New York. Uh, fabulous track, a lot of power, and I'm real happy with the way it turned out. And I love the fact that you're doing recording in your own studio because you've always been into technology and computers. How was it recording the record in your own place? Well, I mean, it was great. I've had my own studios in the past, so it, you know, it wasn't any revelation. But it, it was the first time I recorded in this in this particular studio, uh, which I acquired around the turn of the century. Does that sound like it was a long time ago? <laughs> it was only nine years. So <laughs> uh, it was the first time I did any master recordings in in that particular studio. So uh, it was it was kind of fun, you know. I'm still trying to figure out where the sweet spots are in the room to put mics and stuff like that, but. Uh, Overall, I was real happy with the way it turned out. Very, very cool. Another track, A Little Below the Angels, is, I would say, one of the most autobiographical tracks on the record. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I talk about my recovery, and I suggest certain things. But I actually rewrote that song three times, and uh, 
at the very last minute, I, 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 I heard in my head, I heard little kids singing, singing the chorus. So uh, I had a, a first grade uh, school teacher, a friend of mine, Will, got his girlfriend who's a teacher. We had a first grade class all set up and it fell through. I couldn't make it. So at the last minute, I called up my friend Mike Super. He came over with his daughter and two of her friends and they knocked it off uh, in an hour. It was unbelievable. They never heard the song before and they, they just sang it after listening to it two or three times. So I guess that's, I guess that's a, a good test or barometer whether or not it's a good hook. Right. And he said she's still singing it <laughs> ever since. Very cool. Now, is Monique on that track, too? Well, actually, that night, the girls came over and sang. One of the girls did the, the, the talking part, which introduces the chorus out. And she did a great job. But, you know, after, you know, listening to it, I said, you know, wouldn't it be special if I got my daughter to actually do the part where she's talking to her daddy, which is me? So last time Monique was in town, uh, I brought her into the studio, and we did that overdub, and I replaced the the other girl's voice with Monique. So it's actually my daughter, Monique, and uh, very special to me. Absolutely, Ace. One of the closing tunes on the record, except for the iTunes exclusive, is called Fractured Quantum, and this is the fourth song in the Fractured Mirror series. And how did you come up with a brand-new version of it? Well, you know, I've, I've always had different guitar parts and snippets and that's kind of the way all those instrumentals come about you know you start with one part and then you take another part and then I pulled uh, another part from a different song and I incorporated it in Fractured Quantum and uh, I'm really happy with the way it turned out I also used uh, the same guitar effect uh, I used in Fractured Mirror where I used the double neck you know I'm, I'm playing the figure on one neck but I'm using the pickup oh, okay. on the other neck so basically, you're just picking up the bell resonance sound of the uh, figure I was playing, and I ended the the track with that. And it, pretty cool. Is that the double neck that is the only Cherry Sunburst SG double neck in history? Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Now, that is a, a great guitar. How did they get that finish on there? Because that's normally like a mahogany. I got a phone call from uh, one of the guys at the custom shop at Gibson Guitars, and he said, Ace, we can't do a cherry sunburst, you know, the the wood's too dark, uh, you know, to get the, the the yellow parts, you know. And I said, well, why don't you just go out and get a get a bottle of Clorox and bleach the wood? Wow. So he did, and that's how we got a cherry sunburst double neck. And it worked. It absolutely worked. The guitar is beautiful. <laughs> I'm loving it. So speaking of Gibson Guitars, we're here at the Gibson Showroom, and you are working on a brand-new signature model. And your signature model, I think, was the highest-selling signature model to date. That's what I'm told. It's beautiful. I have two of them. I have this one here, which is the rare Blue Silver Sunburst Epiphone version. Ace, you've got the one and only Gibson version of this. And then I've got one of the beautiful custom shop Cherry Sunbursts. Mine's in California, so I was using it on a shoot out there if it wasn't out there, it would definitely be here today. So, Ace, tell me about the new one. Well, the new one's going to be a blue burst, you know, flame top with a special Gibson humbucking pickups and some interesting features. I think uh, on the headstock is going to be kind of the the image that's on my CD cover, you know, on Anomaly. So I think it, it looks great, and I'm just waiting for them to put up the finishing touches on so we can reveal it to the world. Absolutely, and I think the fact that the artwork from the Anomaly cover 
is on this headstock because the image from your first solo album is on your other signature guitar. So I think it really fits perfectly. Go figure. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Ace, you designed the CD cover, and how long did you work on that? Because it's a killer design. Yeah, I actually started that cover in uh, probably October, November, November, and it went through many metamorphoses and evolutions and... Up until like a month ago, I was still changing it and playing with the font and Photoshop, and pretty much now it's right where we want it to be. Cool. So, Ace, now you spend a lot of time on the computer doing computer graphics, and you've been doing that forever. How do you divide your time between computer and guitar? I mean, during the record, I really had to like turn the computers off at wow. times because you know when I start playing with graphics, I I kind of go away, you know, and. Uh, I really have to sometimes just say, hey, you can't turn on the computer today. You got to go down to the studio and work. <laughs> Good for you. That's how I got through that. <laughs> cool. So, Ace, after the record comes out in September, do you have plans to take it out on the road? Absolutely. Yeah, We don't have a, a, a tour booked at this point. We're just, you know, trying to put it all together. And I'm sure by the fall we'll have something in place. Great. Now, is it going to be the same lineup as your last tour? With Derek and Anthony and Scotty? As far as I know. As far as I know, yeah. Good deal, man. City by Ace Frehley from the album Spacewalk, a tribute to Ace Frehley. Now, it's really cool that Ace actually had an original tune on this album, which came out in 1996. Very, very cool. Nice. I wanted to ask you, our friend Donnie G, a longtime Talking Metal listener, is uh, excited because he bought a ticket to see Ace down in L.A. at the Viper Room. He lives in San Francisco, so I think that's about a six-hour drive for him. But he is such a diehard Ace fan that he's going to make the drive down there. Is this like a special gig with Steven Adler or something? He did something else with Steven Adler. Ace played at the Paul Green School of Rock gig out there with Steven Adler. And uh, I believe so. I believe that's what that was. But I'm not sure exactly who will be playing at this gig. Now, as you heard in the the interview, I asked Ace if his touring band from the last tour will be the touring band on the next tour, and he said as far as he knows. Now, I know that Ace recently did some jamming with people like Matt Sorum and John Five, and you can see them play Cold Gin in the new EPK oh, wow. that has been released on YouTube and Excellent. on com. So who knows um, who will be part of this gig, but I know one thing, it's going to rock. 
Yeah, he was also wondering if you or I were going to fly out for the gig, and unfortunately, I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to, although I would love to, because that would be a perfect birthday present for myself, from myself, because my birthday's coming up in September. Yeah, you should, man. You should. I know. Yeah, you should do it. It would be really, really cool. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. There. Go out look for into a night it. and turn around the next day. Just come right yeah. back. Have Anyways. a rocking time. So, Donnie G, maybe I will see you out there. Uh, let me see what's happening. Cool. And we just uh, can't thank Ace enough, Matt Larson, and all our friends over at Rocket Science for hooking us up with Ace. And especially uh, not only the podcast stuff, but we've shot this entire interview that John did with Ace. And hopefully you'll be seeing that on MTV2 uh, real soon, like John mentioned earlier. And also we will eventually have it up on our YouTube page. Right. Jay Bones, the great Jay Bones, is currently putting the entire Talking Metal episode together. And what's cool about this, guys, is that in addition to the footage we shot with Ace at the Gibson Guitar Showroom, Mark and I shot our own host segments at a great studio in New York City. And you'll get to see us broadcasting from Midtown Manhattan for the first time because we always talk about how we're broadcasting from Midtown Manhattan. But this time, you will see it. Yes, definitely. So please tune in for that. And remember, all the great Talking Metal content is up there on youtube.com slash Talking Metal. Even more content, video content I'm talking about now, on TalkingMetal.com in our video section. Right. I was looking at that today. There are just so many videos. There's, you know, the stuff that we did with Jay recently, and I'm talking about Jay Bones. There's the stuff that we did with Fuse. There's the segment we did for MTV2. There's VH1 stuff. There's just all kinds of Talking Metal content up there. And that brings me to another thing. I just wanted to remind you guys that in addition to all of that cool stuff... We just posted a brand new Ace Fraley Countdown to Anomaly photo gallery. It's amazing. John was just showing me this, and there are so many photos, most of which come from your personal collection, of Ace through the years. And, I mean, you go way back. I think there's like that first Fraley's Comet tour is on. There are some pictures of you and Ace backstage hanging out. There's even one shot, which I first thought was you, but it turned out to be Todd Howarth. Yeah, yeah. There's a shot where uh, it's Todd Howarth. You had light, lighter yeah. hair back then. Curlier right. I hair. had curly brown hair, and then there's a picture of me with Ace, and I have the curly brown hair. And then right next to it's a picture of Todd Nace, and he has almost the exact same haircut. And if you don't look closely, you'll think that's just another picture of me and Ace, but it's actually a picture of Todd Nace that I shot in Philadelphia in 1987. Just so many great photos, and let me tell you guys, uh, there's about 80 photos up there, and I guarantee that there's at least 60 that I've never put on any kind of a website or anything like that, so this is definitely going to be a treat for all of you Ace fans. I love the the newest photos of you and Ace. I mean, they're so professionally shot. What is that from? I mean, that's like a pro photo shoot of some sort, right? Yeah, those photos were shot by Justin Baruki. He has a great website. We're going to link it in our show notes. And that was at Ace Fraley's Guitar World photo shoot. And basically, it was an amazing situation. I told this on the podcast before. I was hanging out outside talking to some of my friends from Revolver Magazine and also from Guitar World Magazine. And the door of the... Uh, 
photo shoot opened and somebody said, is there a guy named John here? And I go, yeah, that's me. And they go, hey, Ace wants you in here. So I go in there, hang out with him, the whole photo shoot. And then at the end, he says, hey, John, why don't you jump in here and get in some photos? And that's that's what this is from. Yeah, it's awesome. And I mean, some of the photos, too, that you were showing me in the gallery, which is where? In the photo section on TalkingMetal.com? Yeah, go to the photo section. It's the first link currently in the photo section. And then you click on that, and then it takes you to a special Ace Fraley page. Cool. Some of the photos, which uh, I believe was at Rhode Island, where... You might not know what they are, but it's actually your back, and you're out on stage actually jamming with Ace. Yeah, at one of these <laughs> Fraley's comic concerts. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, it was Ace, John Regan, Todd Howarth, and Anton Fig. And most fans may not realize that. Anton actually did do some touring with Ace, and I was lucky enough to not only see those concerts, but I was able to jump on stage with them. And I went out twice. I have a white shirt on and curly brown hair, so I don't look like I currently do, but you'll be able to tell it's me. And uh, I'm singing in the song Rocket Ride. Cool. Very cool. Anyways, fun stuff. Always one of my favorite rock stars, Ace, is the man. Kiss just isn't the same without him. No doubt. Let's blow through a couple other things real quick here and then get back to some Ace music. I'm back on Facebook, guys. I I was on there and then I was gone and now I'm back. So please friend me. Uh, I'd love to meet you and hook up with you on Facebook. Uh, Mark, just search like Mark Talking Metal. I think it's Talking Metal is one word. uh, And we can uh, do what you do on Facebook. Ton of hits for the interview that we did with Brendan Small. Pretty amazing yeah. that out of all the big rock stars, I mean, Duff McKagan, who sold probably more albums than anybody we've ever had on the podcast, he gave us a little minor spike over our regular you know, downloads and listenership. But Brendan Smalls, I mean, he threw us over the top. No doubt about it, man. And I said I said Smalls. It's Brendan Small. Brendan right. Small. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing because I, we were talking about, about that, that in the, in the interview. Yeah. Um I think we're confusing him, as I said, with Derek Smalls. We've had that name ingrained in our head forever. Brendan Small, uh, an amazing musician and a great television producer, basically, and writer, for that matter, just really threw Talking Metal over the top. I mean, yeah. we've, it's been a while since we've had that many. Uh, I know. Albums. We were rocking. We were uh, doing great. I am addicted to Metalocalypse. Great show. Great yeah. show. You guys should check it out, and we are psyched for the third season, which I believe is coming soon. Our friend Sean Baker, his CD is now out. We played uh, a song off of that if maybe oh a while ago, actually. If you guys like shredding... You gotta get Sean Baker's new CD, Baker's Dozen. Check him out on MySpace.com, the Sean Baker Orchestra. Turtlehead is our band. Correct. Was together for about what thirty minutes? Day. Yeah, <laughs> half yeah, a day. Yeah, but uh, we're still together. And yeah. let me tell you why we're still together. I just uh, got a Facebook message uh, about a week or two ago when we were about to talk to Brendan Small and Mike Portnoy said make sure you tell him about Turtlehead. Yeah, cool. Well, Turtlehead is also not only our our band with uh Frankie, Mike and Bobby. It is also the password for the Talking Metal forums. We'd love to chat with you guys on there. Come on on, join us. It's talkingmetalforums.com. Z-Man, Exciter, Shotaholic, John, Mark, 
Marzeri 2005. Yeah. We're all there hanging out, having a good time. So we'd love to speak with you on the Talking Metal forums. I startled a few people the other day because I went on and I looked on the bottom of the screen and found who were on. And then I posted a new topic in the metal bar that said, Hi, Biker Chick from Texas. Kind of rare for me to just pop on there and start sending people personal messages. But I was in a good mood. And guys, you know, I'm online every second, you know, working on the Talking Metal website. But when I get a chance, I jump on the forums. I jumped on them last night. And that is a great place to go if you want to talk some metal with a bunch of cool people, including the Talking Metal gang. Cool. And I guess that's about it. Uh, Slash, who is a big fan of Ace. Correct. You actually hung out with Slash and Ace in Las Vegas a few years ago. Yep. Had some great stories about that. But anyway, Slash has just finished his solo album he's finished recording it now he is moving into the mixing phase and a lot of talking metal uh related people including nick oliveri and ozzy osbourne will be on the album with slash uh izzy i think will appear steven adler and maybe even fergie for better wow or worse. how about yeah. that <laughs> yeah so that's uh kind of interesting i'm Looking forward to hearing the new Slash album and looking forward to having Slash back on the podcast when he goes into press mode for the record. Definitely. Yeah. If you haven't heard our interview with Slash, go back into the archives. It was, uh, it was a good interview. It was one of, uh, one of our best, I think. Definitely. And you can see some clips from that interview in the videos page, so check that out, too. Sweet. Stay tuned for Devin Townsend. He will probably be on the very next episode of the podcast and we will continue with our countdown to Anomaly real soon. Probably in a week or two, we'll be back with, I believe, part three of the countdown. Definitely. So why don't we close this episode with another rare ace track. Speaking of Guitar World magazine, where we did the photos, this is from an album called Guitar World Presents Guitars That Rule the World, Volume 2, Smell the Fuzz, the Superstar Guitar album came out in 1996, and this is a song by Ace called Cherokee Boogie. It's dedicated to Monique Fraley.
One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. <laughs> AutoTrader.